Hello, I'm Kathy Beer from Pets for Life, and this is episode 8 of the Paul Perfect Introductions podcast. The lovely Dr. Joanne Reggetti from Pet Problems Solved is on the line to share her tips to introduce your new kitten or adult dog to your baby or young child. So it's all about kids and cats. Hi, Joe. How many pets do you have around you at the moment? Well, my dog is right by my side, and my cats are scattered throughout my house, sort of doing their own thing, as cats do, but I do have four cats so and you may even hear my eldest one who's now 17 Mew she she likes to come and give a loud meow when you least expect it (laughs) the others are a bit quieter but they may come causing a bit of a ruckus when they start to play around my feet yes yes I think (laughs) always fun yes Mew um, made an appearance or had a a meow at uh, I think episode five (laughs) or something so we we don't don't expect anything and everything with your with our pets but um So like episode seven, where we talked about introducing a new puppy or adult dog to a baby or young children, uh, look, this is also a common scenario, isn't it, where families with a baby or young children, they decide it's time to get a kitten or adopt uh, a cat, you know, it could be adopting a kitten or adult cat. So Joe, um, look, how can parents ensure a smooth introduction between a baby and a new kitten? Should we look at that combination first? Yeah, well, obviously, you need to make sure you've got enough time and energy. If you've already got a baby, you're probably exhausted. But, you know, I understand that you want to nurture things and perhaps getting a kitten. Sometimes kittens choose us. You know, a friend says, well, this litter's just popped up. Could you take a cat? And you think, well, that's that's kind of what happened to me when I had a, a young baby. I ended up with a cat within the first couple of weeks of my child's life. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, yeah. So, you know, things happen and you, and you get them. But it is hard work. So you should be ready for that commitment to a kitten who's going to be around for 12 to 20 years and so but what you can do is just make sure your home's set up for the cat so having all the food dishes the bed so mind your cats just choose where they want to sleep themselves and you know having space that your cat can get away and you want to keep when you bring a, a young cat home um, or a new cat home, I should say, it could be young or old, you actually want to keep them indoors, even if you intend to let them outside. And you don't have to. Cats can be happy indoors. But you need to keep them inside for quite a while so so they get used to you and get used to their home environment. So you've got to be set up for that. Um, and you've got to make sure that your, your child, your baby or young child is very safe from any cat who might, you know, be a little bit afraid and lash out with claws or teeth, which are very sharp, of course. So you've got to really supervise any interactions between your new cat and your young child. Mm. So is there any difference between um, a kitten and an adult cat? Um, Probably just the way they behave. Yeah, yeah. And adult cats probably a bit more um, serene and sedate. And they'll, you know, they need the spaces to snooze. So giving them spots up high. Cats love to be up high. But especially when there's children around, because then if they can get higher than the child, then the child can't disturb them and they can snooze the day away. So, you know, having shelves, having windowsills, having boxes for the cat to go in and instructing the child on, on um, you know, how to approach the adult cat. Because the adult cat may never have met a child before, you know, and you, you'll be on a learning curve, that's for sure, finding out, you know, exactly what's going on with your new cat. But basically, you know, that, that a cat 
if you give it spaces to snooze, you give it, you know, its meals regularly, the adult cat will be happy. The kitten, you really have to entertain. And that's all about playing games, you know, letting the cat chase you around. If you're really busy, you're doing your housework, tie something on, on a string, tie a, a cat toy and a string to your waistband and walk around your house and the kitten will play with you automatically. So it's about setting some time aside to, to be with the kitten. And of course, you know, I, I would sit down with your child and your and involve them if they're old enough to involve the children in playing with the cat too, but again, under supervision so that no one gets hurt. Up until what age do we need to supervise that interaction? Yeah, yeah. look, everything's, you know, it's all very personalised. So, so it's about getting to know your individual animal and, of course, knowing your child. So generally we say that children shouldn't be left alone with pets until they're around seven, maybe even ten years old. Um, but we do have to still supervise, even after that sometimes. Um, you know, just depends on the personalities. But there's a lot of ways that they can interact while we're there with them. So you can ask your child to sit down and you can bring a, their, your new cat over to sit in their lap while they're nice and quiet. The cat will probably enjoy that, having a bit of a stroke or, you know, getting to give them a little cat treat or something. Um, you can, if your child's very young, you can model how to stroke a cat. You can get some games out and play on the floor, you know, a ping pong ball, an empty toilet roll holder, cats love all these things. To get your child, if they're a bit older, to, to paint, decorate a cardboard box, you know, and cut some windows out for your cat and make a little cubby house for the cat. It's all great fun between children and cats. They'll have a ball together. What if you can't supervise? I mean, we talked about um, in episode seven about you know, crate training a puppy, but also so having short periods in a crate and so a puppy can have its own space, but also when you can't supervise that interaction with a young child, you know that everybody is safe and secure and happy, but you mm. can't, um, what, can you, what could you do with a kitten or an adult well, cat? You could create train a cat too. Um, it's less common, of course, because cats have a good, you know, a good ability to get out of the way anyway when they've had enough of us all. And so just, you know, perhaps even having a pen or, you know, another room that your cat can go to, one that you can actually close the door and give it some space away from the child. Um, I was instructing your child to leave the cat alone if it's, if it's in its special area that, that you would rather it had some time alone. You absolutely can that in an area, you know, that it just gets to be a cat and it's away from children, gets away from us too. Cats will probably thank you very much for that. Yeah, okay. So either you have to create at that space to force, you know, to ensure that um, separation when you can't supervise or as you say, like the mm. kitten or cat will probably naturally find, go up to a high level or a shelf or something and get away anyway, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're very good at finding spots to get away from us all. Yeah. feel a bit superior as they sit up high looking down on us all. Yes, that's right. Well, thanks very much, Joe, for those great tips. We'll have to wrap it up now. Look, sadly, this is the last episode of our Poor Perfect Introductions podcast series. And I just want to wish you a big thank you um, to Joe for taking your time out of your busy schedule and sharing your um, expertise and tips for smooth introductions between cats and dogs and families. Kathy, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. I'm so glad that you're doing this to help people out. It's so important. You know, introductions are really the, the first stage of that wonderful relationship that we have with our pets and the rest of our families. So thank you for this opportunity. Oh, great. Thanks, Joe.